Big Dogs Need Love Too. That's what I'm going to title this show today. Laura Lee Tupa, CEO of Circle of Friends Animal Shelter in the studio. Yeah, we'll talk about that big dog thing too. Lots to talk about your show today. By the way, is brought to you by Churchill Shoes. Churchill Shoes has moved. One of the largest SaaS dealers in the upper Midwest is now in the Grand Cities Mall and ready to find you a pair of shoes that you will love. At Churchill Shoes, they measure both feet to make sure you're getting the proper fit. They carry men's and women's styles and offer free special orders when shoes aren't in stock and free in-town delivery. Churchill Shoes has operated in Grand Forks for over 65 years and over 75 years of shoe fitting experience on their staff and can cater to all of your footwear needs. Open Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 and Saturday from 9 to 3. Call 701-772-8256 or online at churchillshoesnd.com. Next time you're in need of footwear, give us a try. Your feet will be glad you did. Churchill Shoes in the Grand Cities Mall. All right, if you have any questions or comments for Laura Lee Tupa today, our number is 701-213-0863. Feel free to call or text. All right, any questions or comments? Before we get too much further into the show, let's do it. Our daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. I know, Dale, the producer's not going to like this one, but um, here we go. We'll give it a shot. What's the difference between a businessman and a hot dog? What is the difference between a businessman and a hot dog? Well, the businessman wears a suit, but the dog just pants. God. No. You didn't like that one either? No. Okay, you got a better one? <laughs> I try to find pet ones, and I can't ever find any good ones. (laughs) Well, now that I know, I will gather them for you. Perfect. How you doing? It's great to see you. It's a beautiful day out here. It is. It is. It is. I know. Um, I was thinking about you on Friday. I was listening to the races, and I didn't bank on it because of the rain, and I really regretted not going. It was a good night of racing, too. sounded so great. I love the sound. Yeah. And, I can and, live right by there. Oh, do you live close to there or not? I live by Sertoma Park, and I go oh, and yeah, sit yeah. outside and listen. But I go to NHRA um, races. Oh, oh. And That's like getting punched in the chest watching those, isn't it? I love it. Oh, man. Have you ever gone to them? In oh, yeah. In yeah. Brainerd? Mm-hmm. You know, the tunnel. You can always mm-hmm. tell the new people. Because uh-huh. you know, yeah. everybody, no, you go ahead. Go ahead. You know, walk <laughs> under the tunnel while our dragster starts up its engine above you. Yeah, and it uh, shatters your whole body. Um, right. It, that, you, can, you can feel the impact when you're in a tunnel. Yeah, that's... One of those. One you can you can you can feel it like just pound on you, right? Uh, and and uh, again with the newbies, you can watch they jump. It scares right. the heck out of them when when right. that green light goes and they take off. It's so funny watching them jump. Well, and you know when you're walking by the tunnel in Brainerd, so there's a tunnel that goes right under the track, mm-hmm. and um, so for anybody who didn't know that, and when you're going under that tunnel, it's funny because. People's manners aren't always what they need to be. Oh, no, especially you know? at a racetrack. So they're kind of pushing around a little bit, and that's mm-hmm. when you see the parting of the sea. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, everybody's like, no, no, what, you know, I'm good. I'll wait. You just go ahead. And then all, that's how you label all the new people yeah. that are in that tunnel shrieking because. Have, are you, you know, always been a drag racing fan? I love that drag racing. I love Do John, you? Is John, that your John Forrest is Oh, nice. John Forrest is. Uh, yeah. I love the guy. Uh, probably he. I, I was asked this years ago what my dream interviews would be. Okay. And uh, John Forrest was Absolutely. probably one of the top three uh, because of some of the interviews I've seen him give, and they were so good. He is good. You know, like the one time when, when, when he was on major fire, 
And he gets out of this car, and his, his fire suit's black. His face is all black, and his hair is all messed up. And you know right. John Forrest, and they're like, yeah. oh, man, you can't believe it. He goes, I would have drove that baby straight to hell to get that win. Right. And I did, you know, yeah. and yeah, it was pretty, really pretty good fun. stuff. Well, you know, if you go to the races, too, this is why I love that sport because they'll you, you can go out and have dinner with them. You know, they're, right, they're yep. out at Black Bear or wherever they're mm-hmm. in Brainerd, and you can go and visit with them. And so there was a time when I was at one of them, and he had his whole team there, the one who oh, wow, crashed cool. yeah. and, you know, sadly didn't. Um, and, uh, you know, we were all out for, I don't even know, real late into the evening. It was just fun. You know, you're just sitting around visiting, yeah. and you're talking about all the different tracks and races and, of course, every part of a car yeah. known to man and all the things but you know they'd show you pictures of even like practice runs mm-hmm. they do and some of the funny stuff that would happen and they like to ri- they like to rile john up oh yeah oh you yeah know, like oh you know i'm not i'm not feeling so good i don't know about tomorrow you know or whatever <laughs> and just kind of get him going because he is just like that <laughs> yeah, even if you're just sitting there having dinner with them mm-hmm. you know he's, he's all jacked up all the is. time oh what do you mean what yeah. do you mean you have, know, have you ever seen excited. his house he, he no. lives in yorba linda california and and i saw it one time it was that show about these people that come in and make these awesome swimming pools for you, but oh, yeah. you should see John Force's pool. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> it sounds like you yeah. sound like him. So you that's, talk, you that's talk about a tunnel at Brainerd at BIR. You should see the tunnel he's got going th- in his oh, swimming pool. Funny. Oh, yeah. It's oh. really nice. Does he have like little car uh, floaties that people I are racing down the slide? I wonder if he, I wonder if he sits on, <laughs> on, his, and... on his air mattress. Yeah. Just. With his Speedos, drinking a margarita yeah. or whatever. You don't but. pump it up with like an air pump. And so there's like a little, it's like a firecracker with a fuse. And that's how you start up the little t- the tubes that go down. How the hell did we get on this conversation? Yes, if it was nice outside. <laughs> and so. it all, we, I ask you if it's nice outside. Next thing you know, we're talking about John Force and a Speedo drinking uh, margaritas. Whoa. Speedo? I didn't know about your fantasies about John Force. Should we keep going? I'm just wondering. Anyway. Um, New building now, uh, you yeah. guys on so how is that going? It's going great. We are, you know, just thrilled about it, and we have had such great public support that even with you know cats, there our length of stay. So that's how you determine when a pet comes mm-hmm. in till it goes out the door. That just continues to decrease more and more. And we are so thankful the public trusts us with, you know, the process of how we do things and. Um, we've actually just recently um, got recognized on a national level oh. for being that like in the top five, but we were number, oh, very nice, very nice. Um, we were number four f- for the, uh, uh, sorry, your music distracted me to the point oh, of oh. not being able to think. <laughs> You're in the top claim five for rate, some, okay. <laughs> claim rate, now it's very anticlimactic. Okay, okay. Um, but for claim rate, top four in a five-state area oh, for how wow. fast pets get back to their owner. No kidding. And, you know, that's, you know, Grand Forks Police Department and CSOs and just the city of Grand Forks and how focused everybody is on that. And then also, too, you know, we've been doing microchipping and since, you know, for years mm-hmm, now, mm-hmm. and you're starting to see that. And so it's going really well to be here in town. Um, people are coming out and adopting. Our one area that we need help with and a lot of, you know, rescues and shelters around the United States is big dogs. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to get to that. Uh, you know, we titled this Big Dogs Need Love Too. And and you said, and, and I've noticed that like on the social media and some of the bigger dogs have been there for a while. Um, is it people, are they, are they afraid of taking too much on? Uh, are they afraid the poop's going to be too big to pick? I don't know because some of the gentlest, kindest dogs I have ever had in my life 
were over 100 pounds and probably some of the easiest dogs to take care of, too. Have you been grocery shopping in the last year? Uh, yeah, I have. <laughs> I know what it costs to feed a dog. Yeah. It, well, our, you know, I mean, I have a big, big family. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the Duggars, but not weird. Yeah. And, you know, and so when we go grocery shopping, <laughs> you know, I'm the Duggars, but not weird. Okay. Right. Well, that's a real weird thing that they have going on there. But, you know, it's about two to three times what it used to be. You know, yeah, you, I know. It, I, the other day I filled a cart and, you know, I was a little excited about it till I checked out and, and it's the cost of things has just gone up so much that when you're looking at a big dog, the amount of food that mm-hmm. it takes. And so we're seeing people say, because of these economic conditions, you know, I, I can't keep my right. large dog. Or people say, well, I'd like to adopt, but, you know, I looked at the price of food, which means we have more responsible adopters, right? Sure, they're hesitating. Sure. They're saying, I don't think I can afford this. And so, you know, if you're somebody who wants to adopt, definitely look at those big dogs that we have. And they aren't all big. Anything no. that's not, you know... A Shih Tzu Chihuahua is considered bigger in this mm-hmm. this statement, and so it's those medium sized dogs and large dogs. They need that extra attention. If you're somebody who can't adopt, what you could do is go out and buy some bags of food, donate them, sure. so we can continue to sure. feed them. But we can also, if we get enough of them, we can send people home with bags of food, which will help out wow. with yeah. that. But it is one of those things too, where everything is more expensive. I mean, I just took my son to Spokane, and even the campsites. You know, everything you're trying to do is just more expensive tickets for events. And as you add those things up, people start to make different decisions. You bet. You bet. I mean, you know, if you're like, and I hate to interrupt, but if you're like me or you or responsible pet owners, um, your animal's going to eat before you do. Absolutely. And with these costs, like you're saying, it was funny. I was having this conversation yesterday about how things have gone up everywhere. Mm -hmm. Not because they maybe necessarily had to. And not wages. But because they could. <laughs> exactly. But because they could. It's whether they're using the pandemic as an excuse or right. whatever. But everything just kind of went through the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And and I feel bad for these for these big dogs. Um, you know, these TV commercials and stuff. I can't even watch them. Uh, the dogs that need and animals that need rescue. It, it bothers me so much. But now, uh, there are places in Grand Forks. And if you wanted to call me or something, I would let you know. But... There are places in Grand Forks, because I kind of belong to one of them, um, where I buy my dog food, and after, I think, 10 bags, I get mm-hmm. a bag for free. Absolutely. Okay, so when you're paying place. $50 mm-hmm. or whatever it is for a bag of food that maybe lasts you two weeks, that's huge. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, folks, if you look around, that's something to consider, too, because, yeah, you might say, okay, you buy 10 bags at, at $500 mm-hmm. or whatever, you get one free, that's really numb. It is. Mm-hmm. It adds up. And... Think about that dog that's sitting there wishing it could be in a home, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and people like us, we find those places. Well, and when you're doing that, you know, find out where they're giving back to. Because the place you're talking mm-hmm. about, too, offers us as a shelter a very large discount. So oh. we purchase a lot of food there. And there's other places around town as well that do that. So those locally owned businesses are often you know, really giving back sure, to these, sure. you know, whatever nonprofit, even if we aren't talking about animals, every nonprofit is hurting right now because when costs go up and then when investments start to tank, it's the worst combination for nonprofits who are relying on those donations. And so they need your help even more. Mm-hmm. Do you think this is a question um, that people maybe get the impression that these animals were put up for adoption because they're dangerous or hard to take care of or, or mean and, 
Most of the time, I don't think that's the case, though, is it? No. So at Circle of Friends Animal Shelter, we partner with the city, and we are always focused on safe animals for our community. So our team has been trained in dogs playing for life, kennel enrichment. And so, you know, a lot of people are, oh, you know, I feel so bad that these dogs are in the cages. They really aren't in their cages that much. No. We mock a home environment because we want them. I mean, it's a larger version of your own kennel that you have at home. Yeah. So in the morning, they all get let out into the yard together to play. And so it's a play group where they Mm -hmm. have, you know, sometimes it's bubbles, sometimes it's different balls that they're throwing and they're all playing together so that we can note, oh, that one seems to respond really well to smaller dogs or bigger dogs. And they'll naturally correct Mm -hmm. each other. Yeah. And so when you have a team that's trained in that, They aren't, you know, by themselves. So people will say, well, shouldn't they be in a foster home? We're actually gathering more information in a shelter environment with a bunch of trained team members who can say, you know, well, when we were in a play group, you know, it seems like this animal needs, you know, or this pet needs more work in this area. Then they come in and they have quiet time and they rest and they have their food and everything. Then they go right back out again and they Mm -hmm. have enrichment in their kennels and we have volunteers who are making different toys. So it's, we really are aware of those dangerous situations, right? Like if we have an animal who's behaving a certain way over and over, then we can bring in a trainer, um, Stacia from Wagon Train. She'll take on some okay. of those pets and she'll work with them. And they'll stay right at wagon train with her Oh wow! to, um, you know, learn those new behaviors. There are times where, you know, medically and with a trainer, there isn't anything that you can do. And, you know, we, we will euthanize for an unsafe situation. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so we have, you know, over, you know, over a thousand adoptions a year and we have a euthanasia number of under 30 and those are reserved for medical cases. And then also for those behavioral cases that you just, you can't, you know, Mm -hmm. um, really change certain things because something happened along the way or there's something that isn't quite right. And so no, our pets have been exposed to a lot because we're constantly pushing them and walking them and trying to, and and pushing them in a positive way. Right. You know, right. And so we have different tools, right? So it it mirrors a hand touching the food bowl that we try to do that. It's a hand on a stick, right? Mm -hmm. Before we stick our hand there. Yep. So we can, you know, check that out. Is there some food aggression? And then there's ways that you can work with each of those things as you, um, you know, get to know the Mm -hmm. pet. And Mm -hmm. so we kind of have this in place, right? But it's fast because our length of stay is shorter. So, you know, we we have team members who are you know, constantly going as fast as they can to, you know, try each of these things to see where they may need a little bit more training. And then sometimes we have donors who step in and they'll actually give a training gift certificate with that pet. You know, um, often what we see more of is not that they're, you know, dangerous towards a person, but that they're terrified because of things that have happened to them. Yes, yes. And I know you find having them get acclimated with other pets, but that's what you guys do. Uh, You figure out who can play with who, and they do that. But now the people, and I'm going to throw this out there for more or less probably people that don't own dogs or never have, but um, kennel is not a cuss word for dogs, not unless you force that dog to stay in that kennel all the time and only let him out to go to the bathroom. I had my hunting dog years ago. It took me forever for him to not sleep in his kennel because that was his safe spot Mm -hmm. that's where he wanted to be and if you didn't let him go to bed there at night he'd get mad and he'd lay right next to the kennel because he wanted to be in that kennel 
And the kennels that we have, you know, have cranda beds and they have soft yeah. beds they're laying in and they have toys. And so it's, the idea is we want them to be success, set up for success coming to your house, mm-hmm. right? Sure. And so we want to mirror, okay, I get up in the morning, I let my dog out, they play, you know, and at our place, they're getting to play with a whole bunch of different mm-hmm. people and dogs at the same time. And then they have this quiet time, just like you go to work and mm-hmm. then you come home at lunch yep. and then that's when they go back out again. And then, you know, in the afternoon, they're playing all afternoon because ours are going to sleep overnight. Right. So we get them nice and tired before mm-hmm. they go to bed. Yep. And our, our kennels are quiet. You know, we don't smell bad because we're constantly cleaning and well, we're constantly yeah. playing. And then we also don't have noisy kennels. If you walk by our kennels, the dogs will sit and they'll wait for you to give them a treat because we don't want them to get in your house mm-hmm. and you leave and yeah. they're barking so loud that all the neighbors are. Sure. Guess you got a dog. Right? Yeah. And, and, you know, when you do adopt, um, there is a little transition period there. I oh, mean, I've adopted so many animals, you know. I mean, uh, imagine you all of a sudden being taken from one home, going to this strange place for a while, and then all of a sudden you're picked up and you're brought to Mm -hmm. somewhere else. It's going to take a little bit of time uh, to transition and and do this, but all these animals want is a, a, a nice, stable place to live. They want to be around people. They want to be loved, uh, and, and and you know it's funny because when you do adopt an animal with, with you guys, um, and and how I put it is they're turnkey. I mean uh, they're neutered, they're spayed, they're chipped, they're up to date with their shots. Um, they're ready to go. Absolutely, and and that's another thing I always say they're ready to go to their new forever home. And you know I I see people all the time, and I'm not knocking pet stores. Okay, I'm not. I don't like people that buy their animals from pet store. I've bought one from a pet store. Um, I've rescued a few from pet stores, but um, I, I, I don't know. I, I would, if you're, if you're going to go buy a dog at a pet store, I would please ask to go check like circle of friends first. Um, well, I think the important thing is, is to remember. So when you're at circle of friends, animal shelter, look at the caging. So it's an appropriate caging amount. So one cat, you know, just for ease of kind of being able to picture it is should have, you know, a two side kennel that's the size of a microwave just for one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. And so any of the other places that you might be looking at to get a pet, it's that what kind of environment were they in before I got this pet? Right. And it's the same for a puppy. You know, that's an appropriate depending on size of puppy. And Mm -hmm. then you get bigger and bigger. If you want to kennel that pet in your house, in that manner, then you would have a right to question, so why would I purchase from some place that does kennel in this way? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, there are different places that don't do that. But when you are using very small spaces to keep pets and they don't have more room in the back or anything, I mean, you know, logically we know this, right? It, but even hours of play in too small of an area will impact behavior. You can call veterinarians. They're going to tell you this, right? Sure. Like you don't want to do that. And if your concern is like, well, I would never do that in my own home, then insist on where you're going to get your next pet that they behave in the way that you would behave right, in your right. own home, mm-hmm. which is why we mirror this home model, right? And so we're not there overnight. Like, you know, you're going to come home after work and do a few things and hang out with your pet. So we do that in the afternoon, right? Sure. So that they're nice and tired at night and they're not feeling that kennel yep. barrier or anything. They're just tired. So mm-hmm. they want to sleep and then they know the next morning that they get to start up again, which is really great for them to look forward to. But it's very important that whether it's a shelter, a pet store, wherever you're getting your pet, ask those questions. 
you right, know? Right. What has this, and you know, and the same with like foster homes, how are they monitoring them? What do they look like? You know, what is the requirements? Do they go and check up on these things and, you know, actually check? Because sometimes too, when you're like, you know, trying to find places for pets to be housed, it's kind of like anybody and everybody can do that. My question always is why? Yeah. Right. Is that what's really best? And so, you know, when you start looking at that, then you start to develop your own standard for Mm -hmm. who you're going to trust to make this purchase from. Because, you know, kind of like you said, you know, of course, rescuing and adopting is just the best way to go because there's such an animal overpopulation. At the same time, if you've done your homework, I think you and I would both say, well, there's other opportunities because otherwise, if, you know, you can cause a different problem, yeah, right? Right, right. And so we want to be careful about that and everything. And so when you're making that decision, that's the biggest part is asking those questions. You know, what kind of food, what type of habits do they have all day? Are they getting walked outside? If they aren't even, if the paws are not touching outside and they're a puppy, mm. And you're going to introduce, yeah. have you ever seen that? Like you bring your puppy out, they touch they're grass to and, yeah. you know, and yeah. they go up right away. And High stepping, yep. And they're going to want to pee on your floor because mm-hmm. that's what they've been peeing on is yes. a material like that where, yep. you know, dogs in our care are going out every day and they get, you know, so much, you know, of that as soon as there's um, like a bodily fluid mm-hmm. in their kennel, we clean it up right away to give them yep. that feeling of, I want a clean kennel. And, and I would imagine most of the dogs in Circle of Friends are probably house trained. I would imagine. Anyway, I think that they're used to clean kennels. How about okay, that? Okay, okay. Because we're, um, you know. Yeah, but I, I, I'm trying to compare that to if you were to go buy a puppy from a, a puppy sure. mill or something, um, you're going to have a lot of accidents. I mean, unless mm-hmm. you keep that dog outside, but then how do they know the difference from when mm-hmm. he come inside? But um, um, I, I like the fact that these dogs are and animals are healthy and, and like I said again, turnkey. But um, now you had mentioned this before we went on the air. Cats don't last very long at Circle of Friends, do they? They seem to get gobbled up pretty quick. You know, our adoption group is just awesome. You know, that team, at, you know, the, the individuals who are doing those adoptions at the adoption center are able to communicate that behavior. And, you know, when pets come into our facility, so we have certain team members who just focus on behavior, mm-hmm. right? And then we have this, you know, we have veterinarians right on site. So they're able to get through really fast and you know what you're adopting. Sure. You know, it's sure. not this big mystery. It's not that we can't miss something. I mean, I don't make false promises in that regard. Right. But, you know, when you're constantly interacting with a pet in the medical side and in the behavior side, behavioral side our veterinarians are awesome they walk through the facility they go check on pets we have vet techs who are doing the same thing and then we have people who have been going to training for behavior so they're constantly being monitored with a trained eye Mm -hmm. which helps us so sometimes you know we will pull back we had one dog that took us a little longer to get adopted because every time it went to the adoption center just really acted shy okay you know and just really it was too much and so took it back to the medical center, still up for adoption, but a quieter environment and just really worked with them one-on-one. And, you know, we have team members who work in behavior and they create charts. Everybody try to do this. Everybody walk by the kennel and say hi, stands, you know, with a treat and all these different pieces because we want to set them up for success. The last thing we want to do is that it's the wrong fit. Mm -hmm. However, if it is the wrong fit, we have a 30-day try it out. You know, if it's not going to work for you, we will find it another you know, it's funny when you talk about the behavior of pets um, and and if they can be changed or not. But um, one thing I have noticed, uh, a lot of pets have changed the behavior of their owners and <laughs> yeah. for a good way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's uh, I've true. Seen, I've, I've known people that were 
Let's face it, they're assholes. <laughs> I knew you were going to say it. And, and I knew it was coming. Get a dog and see, talk to this asshole in six months and see how much they've changed because they usually do change. Right. Um, a, a pet will do that for you. Um, how many, do you have any idea how many pets are up for adoption right now at Circle of Friends? I don't know right off the top of my head. We usually, you know, sit between, you know, 25 and 50, you know, as an average number. And, you know, you bring up a good point, too. When you're trying out a pet, I talked to somebody the other day, and they had adopted a pet from somewhere else, and they came in and were just overwhelmed. And you have to remember the 333 rule. So the first three days are going to be hard. And it also could be the honeymoon stage, you know. My dog was the sweetest, you know, most wonderful dog for three days. And then it's the three-week marker. Mm -hmm. So getting them to that three weeks can be really trying you know my mom my dog did things like you know well first of all she ran into walls because she's a labradoodle and she's a little short on the she's mm, she's yep. real high on the adorable side yep, you know yep i have one i and, know <laughs> <laughs> so um but you know her mouth was so big that my kids would be playing with her and she wouldn't actually bite but her mouth was big she didn't mm. she didn't understand the you know size yep. of her mouth and so if they were holding a toy and so we had to really work with her sure. and you know the great thing too is when you live with all this technology go on youtube YouTube and yeah. go and oh, Google sure. these things. You mm-hmm. know, how do I train? And this is a great thing for your kids to do all summer. Yeah. You know, you got a pet at home, have them go learn a new trick or a mm-hmm. new behavior and work with them all summer long. And they also, you know, you can Google treats you can make your pet or, yep. you know, toys and stuff. And then it's the three month marker. Once you get to that three month marker, you can really tell if, is this pet, mm-hmm. if it's not working, then that's where you kind of have to start sure. having that conversation. However, I mean, I don't know. I I mean, if you even go to a new place, you know, like where you like go to sleep and then you start hearing weird noises and you're like, man, I miss my own bed. Sure, sure. You know, and yeah. so and then everybody thinks that a pet's job is to snuggle with you or cut whatever your reason for getting that yeah. pet is. Yeah. And I can't imagine all that obligation. And then you're going into a new house and we don't, you know, there's so much unknown mm-hmm. at that point, right? Mm-hmm. For both parties. Sure. And, so, and, and you know, folks, uh, you get a dog and you have kids, you're going to be amazed because, well, I, I can't say every single time, but but um, you watch a dog when they're with the kids, uh, especially when they've been with the kids for a while. Uh, that dog acts like he's a brother or sister, oh, too, yeah. and he's going to watch over those kids. Oh, boy, are they going to watch over those kids. Uh, we got a text here. What drives me nuts is watching people buy dogs. They have no business getting. You don't get a big active dog if you live in an apartment, um, especially if you're gone all the time. The dog doesn't get to go out. I could see if you've got a nine-to-five job. You make sure you walk that dog during the morning before you go. If you can come home during lunch, quick walk, but then go out and spend time with them. But a big dog, active dog, I mean, there are big dogs that aren't as active, but apartment houses are really no place for a big dog, or are they? Well, one of the questions we always ask is, you know, what is your plan here? Right. You know, how are you going to get this animal proper exercise? Because people, you know, of course, we wouldn't choose a shelter as appropriate environment. However, we've made it so it works for them. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, our team's not going to stay there till 11 o'clock at night, watch the evening news and put their dog to bed. Right? Sure, like at sure. home. So we have that busy period in the afternoon and into the evening. And so if you can mirror something in your apartment that works, there's great responsible dog owners that mm-hmm. live in apartments, but they're the ones who are getting up early and they're, you know, taking that pet for a you, walk. You said the big word, responsible. Right, exactly. And it is a big responsibility to make sure that your pet has what it needs. We're on a guinea pig adventure mm-hmm. right now, right? And so I talk to my kids all the time about, you know, they always have to have hay and they have to have these pieces and it's always fun at first. Right. And then, you know, and when you say, 
that dogs act like the kids, right? Well, mm-hmm. sometimes I come downstairs and I see all of the kids and the dog and they're sitting at the table and they're all eating a bowl of whatever yeah. it is, right? <laughs> and it's kind of the same thing, you know, with guinea pigs. It's sure. like you have to know because, of course, what do my kids want to do? Well, does it want, you know, a piece of chocolate? Does no, it want? No, yeah. And so, you know, we show them. Okay, let's go out and look at what do guinea pigs need, you know, and no, you can't just give it a peanut, right? But to them, they're like, well, it's outside. It looks like a squirrel. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So you have to educate yourself and pets. And then each breed of dogs are different. Just like, you know, you talked about working cats before Mm -hmm. we were on the air. Each pet, depending on what you're trying to do, has different diets that they're going to need and, you know, different toys that are, you know, my dog hates the Kongs, probably because she's lazy and it's too much work for her to get, Mm -hmm. you know, so Mm -hmm. she just ignores it. Yep. And so you have to really think about those things and work with your pet. So no, I don't think an apartment means you can't have a certain size or breed. However, you have to think about like, what is it that this pet needs before choosing? Sure. Sure. Yeah. It's, you know, I'm so sick and tired of hearing it's, it kind of goes back to like, they don't make kids like they used to. Um, I say it all starts at home. Uh, It's the same with animals. Uh, You read a bad story about an animal or a pet and it's usually not, I'm not going to blame it on the pet every time because I think it's the way they were raised. It all starts at home. Uh, you need to be responsible when you have a pet. Uh, Circle of Friends Animal Shelter has got a couple of events coming up here. We're going to talk about those in just a minute. Laura Lee Tupo with Circle of Friends Animal Shelter is uh, in the studio today. I want to talk about uh, CH Insurance right now, though. You know, these guys begin with the goal of building an agency with the highest of principles, personalized attention, and service. Now, this concept remains to be their priority today. They strive to give everyone who walks through their doors special attention and, of course, the best customer service possible. Agents have over 50 years of combined insurance experience, and they're licensed in Minnesota and North Dakota and all you snowbirds out in Arizona, too. Hey, for all your insurance needs, Justin, Jody, or Tammy, contact either one of them, 218-773-0287, or stop by 1427 Central Avenue Northwest in East Grand Forks. Uh, Grand Forks' best source, we insure it with CNH Insurance. Maybe you should, too. Check them out, CNH Insurance over in Eastside. Lorley Tupa, CEO, Circle of Friends Animal Shelter, is coming up. Uh, we were also talking uh, before we went on the air. Um, I, I had three rescue cats. Uh, now, in the last two months, I'm down to one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's a bummer. Um, but, you know, the one cat was, both cats were pushing 20 years old. Uh, both cats, since they were rescued, um, have had very, very good lives. Um, you know, that's one thing we strive to do. We, we make sure our pets are treated as well, if not better than we are. Um, all I <laughs> know is you. is the one cat, uh, poor Pabu, just passed away last week. But um, I know I've never owned a cat that would pick up my puke every morning <laughs> and um, all that stuff. But th- those are some of the things you deal with once in a while. But gosh, when in in what you get in return from these animals, it, it's worth it. I mean, they want. They could have the worst day in the world, and it doesn't matter when you walk in the door. All they want to do is be by you and see how you're doing. And I just, yeah, they get me all the time. Anyway, um, this Saturday, (laughs) uh, Petco Adoption Event, 12 to 3 o'clock. That is actually how we got one of our cats, Mm -hmm. uh, was at Petco. Let's try again. And and they they wouldn't let, uh, she said nobody wanted it because the cat was 13 years old when we adopted it. Cat's never been outside. This is an inside cat. We got the cat. The cat wanted to be outside. Cat mm-hmm. was outside all the time. The cat spent nights outside in the summer. 
had a window in the house that we could where he could get in and out, mm-hmm. and he loved it. But um, tell us about the thing at Petco. I mean, it's got to help with these with the pet stores helping you guys out too. Absolutely, and we really appreciate whenever we can do an event, and um, we're looking forward to that event to have a dog and some cats there and so we please join us on saturday and check it out okay is is it easy to adopt is it easy to adopt well if i was to go to circle of friends uh, right after work today and say you know what i i, I want to try to adopt the cat it's what all do you have to go through well we asked some questions just based on the concerns that you had you know if you live in an apartment what's your plan you know, what are your finances like? One of the things that we run into a lot are families. Mm-hmm. We want to get a dog. We want to get a cat. And then we start talking about sports. Oh, yeah, I travel. And, yeah. you know, have you checked out how much boarding costs? Have mm-hmm. you checked out how hard it is to find, you know, or are you planning to stay in hotels that the pets can be in? And that changes things. So you really have to think about what is my life? And am I like, you know, I'm a little bit more of a homebody, right? So I could probably have, you know, a zoo. And, sure, you know, right. I'd be fine. But... People who like to travel a lot, really, you have to think about what pet is yeah. more appropriate. Especially for- if, if you're, like you said, like a hockey parent or something, mm-hmm. gone a lot of weekends. I mean, a cat, you're okay to leave a cat for a couple of days, but good luck leaving your uh, Labradoodle for a couple of days right. in your house. Yeah, you and it is hard to find people that are willing to do it, and it does have a cost to it, right? Because, sure. you know, if you're going to use a boarding facility, you're looking at 28 to $32 a day, mm-hmm. and that adds up, right? You got sure five does. days of a sport, and so you've paid for all that, plus the sweatshirt that nobody told you about, and, yeah. you know, <laughs> and then your kid decided that, you know, whatever the food they were serving that was included isn't quite right. And so so all of those pieces and then back home, right? You've got your pet in a boarding facility. Mm-hmm. And then it's, of course, you know, they have all the add-ons when you show up and your dog looks at you like, really, you're going to leave me for five days and I don't even get a pup cup, yeah, you know? Right, and right. so it, it keeps going, right? And then you have the haircuts and all of those pieces. And so um, we'll actually be releasing a video um, about, you know, how can you work with your kids on when is the right time to get a pet? And what is that pet based on, you know, research and facts? Because what we want to do is make sure that we are making these educated decisions. It's the same thing as I'm not going to tell you where to get your pet from, right? Like we all deserve the freedom to purchase things wherever we want to purchase them. And, but I am telling you to challenge yourself to think if you wouldn't keep a pet in that situation, whatever the situation is, should you really be continuing to support that business wherever it is sure and and us included like you know we always say you know people will call and or i'll run into them oh i adopted and the next question is how did we do right and so when you say how easy is it it's that we're going to ask those questions like are you aware of how much this pet's food is going to cost you Mm -hmm. and you need Mm -hmm. to update them on vaccinations yeah and you know it's like okay so you go out and you're like well it'll be you know 500 bucks and you buy the you know dog bed cat tower whatever you're going to do well you know if you have my dog my dog decided to decorate your living room with the cat you know the dog bed (laughs) and so then got a blockage and you know and you end up at the vet so you have to be at Mm -hmm. a place that you're ready for these pieces now will that happen with every pet no but we have some pets that it's um a lot easier to adjust your, you know, like guinea pigs. I I said, you know, we should have probably started here because the kids, you know, want to lay around all day holding the guinea pig and the labradoodle saying they're going, yeah, what about me? You know, like, where's my ball? Mm -hmm. And it's, 
it's wise to do your research before you do sure. it because, and then write out a budget. What is your budget for this dog? Because that's another reason too, that within those 30 days, if you budgeted, you know, a couple hundred dollars a month or whatever mm-hmm. yours was, depending on your travel and such. And all of a sudden you see, you're really, really running over because you went to the vet. The vet said that it had this medical situation that, or, you know, whatever, then you run into a totally different thing and then you know, okay, in order for me to keep this pet, it's going to cost more. Pets age. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, you had a cat that was on two meds yep. a day. And, 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 you know, the dogs, I live in the country, so you got to worry about uh, ticks and mosquitoes and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, do you recommend, uh, because there's times I, I kick myself for not having it, uh, pet insurance? Mm. Well, a lot of people like it. I haven't found a company that I necessarily love. Mm-hmm. I would ask veterinarians because they usually know how that works better. But quite a few people do feel that, you know, it's very helpful for them to get those basics. Yep. Um, and if there is an emergency, it can be really helpful that you have that because it can cover some of it. Right. I mean, because, you know, my Weimar or my, my Labradoodle, I got him three days after I got him, broke his leg, <laughs> uh, needed orth- orthopedic surgery. Um, had it done, uh, and then he got sick here about two months ago. Same, had to bring him in. Spent the night in the hospital. Um, not sure what he got into. You live in the country, you never know. But um, right there, you know, I, I I got this very nice, expensive dog for very, very reasonably priced because I I rescued him, and now this dog is worth a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But I wish I would have had pet insurance. Um, sure. and, and but I'm the kind of guy I still won't buy it. I, I just I'm dumb that way. Um, okay, Tuesday, uh, June 27th. This is a big one uh, for Circle of Friends. Uh, hot dogs for homeless dogs. Tell us about that. That is the most fun event. Yeah, I love it, that it's event. pretty cool, isn't it? And it's just really fun. So we are actually there this year. Well, we started it slowly last year, but this year that we have a lot more. So we have a market in the park. So there's going to be, you know, people who do crafts and all. I think they said they have 12 other nonprofits who are oh, going to wow. be setting up tables there. You know, Curry Real Estate, so they have somebody with them, Mindy, who's our organizer, and she's always game for everything. And we thought, you know, what better than to celebrate all of our nonprofit partners, go down in the park, walk around. Some of them have a game. Some mm-hmm. will have some giveaways. You can just walk around. There's no cost to walk around in the park. There are tickets for the hot dog meal. It's L&M. Yeah, you know. oh, best hot dogs you're going to get anywhere. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, you know, you can get that. And then there's, I know there's a 50-50 drawing. And then there's some games that you can bring your own pet to. You know, they usually do best catch, um, Mm -hmm. you know, tricks, those types of things. They always have the competition of who can find the best outfit. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's always funny because some of the owners get involved and they dress matching. Uh, Oh, yeah. But they're nice gift certificate prizes and just a lot of fun. Um, okay, remember the date on that, Tuesday, June 27th, and that's at Lincoln Park? Yes. Okay, so folks, um, I'm going to be plugging that uh, throughout the next couple of weeks, too. Um, I want to know about the Pause and Read program, because this sounds like a pretty cool deal. Absolutely. So during the summer, um, we, you know, well, actually, we have it all year, but during the summer when your kids want to read with um pets they can come Mm -hmm. in on thursday nights but also we have during the summer we're we're going to be opening up a trail guide where you can go do different things and win prizes and then we also have if your kids are reading at home with their own pets or pet sitting and reading um just to keep them reading over the summer you know it's one of those things that the more you do it 
the better that you oh, get at it. Oh, for sure, yeah. And we've seen a lot of kids really develop confidence to start reading out loud, and we would love to see them there on Thursday nights. We'll be opening up more and more yeah. different times to do that and different crafts at the adoption center. And then at the medical center, too, this summer there's going to be some education about, you know, um, different parasites and such that kids can come and look under the microscope and learn a oh. lot more about that. You know, it's funny, too, when you talk about reading. Uh, I got a granddaughter who just turned three. Um, can't read yet, but she pretends. Mm-hmm. And the dog will lay down by her, their dog Rusty, mm-hmm. and she'll read away books to that dog. And the dog just looks at her like, "Yes, you're not making any sense here, but I, I kind of dig in this. It's, it's a <laughs> lot of fun. Um, things that uh, Circle of Friends Animal Shelter needs right now. Uh, what do you need? Well, you know, the biggest is that that help to um, pay for those overnight stays for each pet. And there's such a cost to when we serve alongside the city, any officer who brings in a pet, you know, car accident or hurt in any way Mm -hmm. that we are going to take that on and care for that pet. And so there's a lot of added costs where, you know, when you look at rescues or other places, they'll wait until they have a home for that pet to go into before they take it. Well, we're getting, you know, we're kind of the ER for Mm -hmm. those pets. And so there's a lot of cost in that. And so that financial support, you know, giving on our website or Facebook page and helping us hot dogs for homeless dogs, we are working on um, raising $10,000. Okay. For that is our goal, and we'll be um, placing a fundraiser up here shortly where people can give ahead of time to help us reach that goal. And that is going all towards that care of those pets to help them, you know, with all of those different needs. You know, spay, neuter, surgery, like you said, is very expensive. We yeah. don't get that back in adoption fees. And, you know, and then you have this qualified staff that is trained, and, you know, we want to make sure that we have you know, good staff so that we can do that. So all of that supports that environment of having trained individuals. You know, we do have wonderful volunteers who come in, but we also have trained individuals to guide them because, you know, I always say you don't want the situation where you have the blind leading the blind. Right, right. And then all of a sudden you <laughs> end up with a bite or something. Mm-hmm. And that can be very important because the adopter is going to find out about sure, that. Yeah. And so we always want to make sure that we are guiding with our volunteers. And so, um, otherwise when you look at, you know, what are other needs, we always need cat litter and we always need good quality dog food. Okay. Uh, I know you guys are usually looking for washcloths, towels, things like mm-hmm. that too. Uh, puppy and kitten food. Uh, I know. Um, it's like I have your ad memorized. Um, you talked about spayed and neutered. Uh, one thing I never knew until this last couple of years, um, both, of course, both my dogs have been fixed, but um, the tattoo they put on there now, mm-hmm. um, I, I didn't know that was a thing. It saves a lot of time. I, Otherwise, I, you're like, oh. I what? bet it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and uh, well, it's funny because uh, Ron, our one cat, um, we, it was a long story, but we named him Rhonda. Because <laughs> you pick it up, and it was obviously somebody's pet at one time. There, You didn't see any no jangly things or anything, you know. And, um, and so when we found out, and, and we tried to find its owner. I mean, we put pictures up all over and, call, you know, called around. But um, so finally... We, the, the cat started having issues. That's when we found out it, it had um, vertigo. Mm. And so when we brought it in, of course, uh, Doc Gossert's been our vet forever and ever mm-hmm. and ever. And we said, you know, we got Ron in here and she <laughs> comes up. Well, the first thing, um, it's not a Ron, it's a Rhonda. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> it had been fixed <laughs> and just showed up at our house one day. But um, yeah, now they put, uh, they put the little, just a little tattoo on there. Mm-hmm. And does that mean now that it's, it's a legit 
veterinarian that's doing this stuff and it's not like a a chop shop if you would because i don't know somebody tried to tell me that one time that legitimate veterinarians always put a little tattoo on there now and i'm like whoa as compared to what well all the veterinarians i know do and i think they're all legit right so, right i mean i mean grand forks is filled with amazing veterinarians who, oh for sure you know, mm-hmm. truly care and as far as I know, they all put them on there. I mean, we certainly do as well because, you know, it saves the pet from undergoing another surgery. Yeah. And it also helps, you know, like let you know that. And mm-hmm. so that's why, you know, that it's that signal. And, and you know, it's funny, too, because uh, you'll see like on Rant and Raves or, or anything on, on social media. Um, any recommendations for a good veterinarian in Grand Forks? You'll get five, six, seven different ones. Mm-hmm. With and all having similar votes, exactly. You, know, you have to find exactly. what fits with you, and that I mean, it goes back to where you get your pet from. Mm-hmm. You know, it has to be the environment you want. I always say that any business that you support, ask the employees. You know, how are you treated? Do you sure? You know, do yeah. you, are you in a good work environment? Do you enjoy your job? And that's how I pick what I'm going to support. Right, because. Mm-hmm. Those who don't provide that environment, I'm not going to support. Right, right. So. Um, last time we talked, Laura Lee, um, you guys were a little short on help. Are you still looking for help? Are you guys okay? You know, we're always looking for vet techs. Um, we have competitive wages and a great work environment okay. where you get that, you know, that blend of um, getting to teach kids, but also getting to do this great job of, you know, helping rescue pets. Yeah, yeah, I think it'd be I think it'd be a fun. I, I wish I would have went to school for other things. I'll put it that way. Um, <laughs> if somebody wants to donate, uh, whether it be any of the items we were talking about or the ever so important cash, uh, money is big. We talked about what it goes to. It uh, it doesn't go for the CEO's new car or anything like that. <laughs> no. um, but how how do you donate or volunteer or do both? Sure, absolutely. And, you know, we make the joke about like the CEO's new car, but, you know, one thing too that you'll see is happening with nonprofit, you know, just in general is that challenge of, you know, you have to pay a staff, right? You know, because otherwise you're going to end up with anybody. Well, and they're going to go get a job somewhere Mm -hmm. else. And so if you want those quality, you know, trained team members, which, you know, is what we have, you need to pay them something so that they can make it work, right? Because you don't want somebody distracted with how am I going to pay for milk today? Right, right. right? You want them to be able to focus on their job. And so when you're looking at that and, um, you know, where to apply and all those pieces. If you go to our website, cofpets.com, you're going to be able to see what job opportunities we have available. And then also to our biggest needs for, um, you know, donations. And you can also stop by our adoption center or medical center. Both are open to the public different hours. And we love having you stop by. And even if you can't adopt, just come share a picture on social media. You'll give us a whole new audience and help that pet get adopted. Did I miss anything? I don't think so. <laughs> um, if somebody wants to come and just check out Circle of Friends, mm-hmm. um, okay, you got the one on South Wash. Yep. You got the one way out on, Biz, on uh, which highway is that again? 81? Well, what do you call North that? North Washington. North, North Washington, yeah. <laughs> just keep going. Um, can, can somebody just show up and, and say, hey, I'd really like to just look at your facilities or probably not recommend that. Maybe call up first and, and see or, or, you know, what if you're new to town? 
Well, you can definitely walk through the adoption center anytime it's open. In the medical center, we also serve the public. So we're going to be serving. Um, sometimes we have people who may be getting help for um, mental health. And so we have their pet with us, um, CVIC, we assist there. And, you know, sometimes too, people have huge medical emergencies where, you know, they've fallen in their home and they are in the hospital. And so we keep that location quiet and more private. So we will always gladly give a tour to anybody. Um, just call us and we'll set one up. You know, it's funny. Um, you mentioned accidents or somebody being in the hospital. Um, and I'm weird uh, about I watch cops reruns of cops <laughs> once in a while. It's a good show. Yeah, it is. It is. You get to see what I probably used to be like many, many years ago. But um, it's really funny because accidents, hospital, thrown in jail, whatever. Mm-hmm. You see these people that are more worried about their pets. And that's where we come in is that we make sure, you know, partnered with the city and Mayor Bachinski is a huge supporter of mm-hmm. that is that anybody who is in an emergency situation that we will, you know, help them with their pet until family or a friend can come. And so incarceration, you know, they get five days, all of those pieces we have a program for. So you can, you know, we don't have, we always tell the police, if you need us, we're going to be there. Whatever sure. it is, whatever, you know, it is that you need. Because um, same with the Sheriff's Department, you know, Andy Schneider does a great job with, yeah. you know, working alongside us with things and just kind of, um, you know, making sure that the citizens in this area are well taken care of with their pets. So, mm-hmm. you know, even during COVID, we had pets that their owners were getting treatment in the hospital for COVID. Yeah. And they just couldn't care anymore. And we're partnered with, you know, all sorts of nonprofits for with their social workers. So mm-hmm. if you're going through anything, they will call us. Um, we get um, vouchers and uh, bags of food and stuff to help in those emergency situations. Uh, I would think I've only met a few people besides you that uh, work at Circle of Friends Animal Shelter. Um, awesome people. Mm-hmm. I would think it would be such a hard job to do. I, I don't know if I could possibly work there because I would want to take all of these pets home with me. Is that difficult? Or you just gotta you just gotta figure out how to do it and you gotta stay that way. Well, I think that for us we love serving the community and we know what, you know, the work does and how that you know, there's always gonna be that revolving door. Mm-hmm. And we want to be there to help. We wanna keep, you know, our community safe and partnering alongside that and so for us it's like you go to work and you get to be around all these great pets mm-hmm. and then we want them to go into great homes and we love the opportunity to tell you about them right sure. when you're when you're adopting from us and so oh, it's kind of more fun because, i never looked at it that way you know you see one come in and they're you know sad or scared and then you know we do these you know like i said highly trained group of individuals and it's amazing like you'll be watching them what are you doing well i'm just letting this one get used to being around people Mm -hmm. what does that mean and they're you know just sitting in the corner of an office just kind of waiting and listening to voices and they go above and beyond at circle of friends and so when you're adopting from that group they've made all the extra efforts right to you know, really set this pet up for success and set you up for success. They're not scared to tell you. This one's not the one for you. Mm -hmm. I can tell you Mm -hmm. why because, you know, like with me, like I said, I mean, the joke, I have a lot of kids. Some pets are not going to like that environment. Right, right. And so, I mean, I have the perfect dog for it. She, you know, the more, the louder it gets, the happier she is. And she loves to just play and play. Yep. Well, that's not going to be for everybody. And when we get that story, you know, oh, this came from, you know, my parent who passed away and they're elderly. We're going to try to get that pet with somebody else who's elderly so Mm -hmm. they get right into that same environment so 
it can be hard because you actually, what I would say is that you want to play with more than what you can all day because right, they're really right. fun to be around, but taking them all home is not really the answer. Do, do you ever get um, the look on a pet's face when they are adopted? Uh, sometimes, uh, and not all, of course, I'm, I'm talking more dogs, and this doesn't happen very often, but it does happen when the dog knows. It's like he knows I'm finally going home. Mm-hmm. I mean, I almost want to cry yeah. because of the look on their face. But they imagine put yourself in their shoes mm-hmm. or in their paws or whatever. But um, that's all <laughs> they wanted to do. They just want you know somebody to go hang with and love and and right. call home. Um, man, you guys, uh, hats off to you. Yeah, uh, you team. guys, you guys do some incredible work. Uh, you know, that's the really cool thing about Grand Forks Best Source. We get a lot of nonprofits and stuff in here and, and I, I just, I can't give them enough credit. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how you do it. Um, I, we need more people like you. Uh, can I give out the phone number? It's still 701-775-3732. Yes. Okay. And, uh, again, uh, cofpets.com. Absolutely. Yep. Anything I missed? Nope. Just hope to see you at Hot Talks for Homeless Dogs. I'm going to try to get there. June 27th. I am very, very much going to try. What day is that on again? Tuesday. That's a Tuesday. Okay, I think I can make it. Tuesdays are typically not your big night. No, well, Wednesday and Friday are. Yeah, Uh, I get it. Yeah, all right. (laughs) We're going to run down there again. I'm I'm really slow today. Thank you, Laura. Tuesday, June 27th, 530 to 730, Lincoln Park. There you go, Lincoln Park. And uh, also Saturday, this Saturday, Pet Code Option event, 12 to 3. All right, go check it out. Thank you very much, Laura Lee. Thank you. All right, there you go, Laura Lee Tupa with the Circle of Friends Animal Shelter. Our show today, by the way, brought to you by Muskox. Hey, if you move snow with a skid steer, you've got to see the Muskox difference. A patented back drag feature allows operators to blow snow while back dragging in front of obstructions. You know, garage doors, siding, and fire hydrants. Now this saves time and money while lowering injury risk by decreasing manual labor. The optional dual logger, called the Dually, helps the operator eat through big snowfalls, ice-crusted snow, and blow more snow while back dragging. And the glide plate, it allows you to glide over grass and gravel without ripping up the off surfaces. Subsequently, create an instant torque of the lower cutting edge to break up snow and ice to better expose hard surfaces. See the muskox difference. Go to muskox.com or Facebook at muskox snowblowers or call 218-288-1905. See the difference for yourself. It's the muskox difference. All right, there we go. Hey, by the way, uh, tomorrow, The Great Reset is back with David Waterman. I'm guessing we're going to be talking about, oh, I'll guess Donald Trump, uh, maybe Doug Burgum, and maybe more. Uh, Catch the show. And also make sure to catch Kit with Common Sense Uncensored today at 1 o'clock. Good stuff. And remember to like, share, tag, and follow us, all right? You know, if you hit that notification bell on your smartphone, uh, every time we turn the mics on, your phone will ding You can see what we're all about, all right? Uh, You know, the Grand Cities is an awesome place. Grand Fork's best source is giving them an identity again. We'll catch you all tomorrow.